You're listening to Sports and More with Chris and Tom. Welcome back. It's the guys with the face of Radio and the voices for a silent movie. <laughs> Sports and More with Chris and Tom. I am Chris. I am, I am Tom. And... <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm <laughs> that I'm asthmatic for a minute and that's going to linger around for a while. Um, and I, I jumped the gun. I almost called myself Chris. Um, I am Tom. Um, and that was a balloon left over from my kid's birthday party about oh. a month and a half ago. So um, I was like, what am I going to do with this? Oh, I have an idea. Uh, now i got to recover from that. you you got to recover even more. You did not expect that. No. Um, yeah, there's there's no there's no coming back for that. We're we're fighting an uphill battle the rest yep. of the night. But anyway, um, before we get into the rest of the episode, uh, literally like just about 20 minutes ago, came through. I just saw it as I was walking downstairs though to, to record. Um, this year's uh, NBA, or I guess not necessarily NBA, like basketball Hall of Fame mm-hmm. class was just elected. Um, some names that might sound familiar. Just from our when we were growing up, Dwayne Wade, yep. Dirk Nowitzki, Pau Gasol, Tony Parker, Greg Popovich, Becky Hammond was also mm-hmm. inducted. I don't know who that is. She's but the, uh, for, she's, was she the first coach? First female uh, uh, assistant to, coach. First female uh, to coach an NBA game. So she actually that's right. Okay, Popovich so, was out for a game or two, and she was a coach for a game or two, and she was one okay. of his. Uh, Lead, she's, uh, yeah, she's a head assistant for a couple of years before he said, "Oh, we're gonna skip over her and go right to Tim, uh, Tim Duncan to be the head coach." <laughs> Duncan retired. Well, she was just uh, elected to the baseball basketball Hall of Fame too. So solid class. I know we don't ever talk about basketball for good reason, but I thought that was kind of cool. It's like these are all people that, like, for the most part, we grew up yeah. watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Greg Popovich, we, like, was coach to Tony Parker and. Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili. Oh, uh, Manu yes. And then was there anyone else on that team? No, that was pretty much it. So that was so yeah. That, there were probably others. Bit, we just can't think nostalgia. Of yeah. No, I mean I'm sure like if we heard the names, we'd be like, oh yeah, that guy. But um, so I mean we're gonna be talking a little bit more about nostalgic things tonight. So I figured like let's start off with a bit of like you know going back Absolutely. in time for us and. The, the, the guys um, and gal that we used to used to watch anyway so like that's that's kind of cool um, especially since it just happened oh, um, anyway so uh, but the majority of our episode tonight we're switching back into baseball, baseball. season <laughs> there it is we're waiting for it I, I, I like you're, you're so much better at that than me it's almost like the nature boy like Ric Flair woo and I, uh, I can't do that so fan. I have practice I, you, <laughs> You've got years of practice on me. I also, so, um, now, I also learned how to use my eyes and my back of my head to do the Undertaker thing. So I learned, I taught myself how to do that too. So I, I used to be able to do that. I can't do that as much anymore. So yeah, wrestling fan nerd stuff. So yeah, that's that's your two pickup uh, like when you're <laughs> no, when you're no. out and about when you're not in the town no. and you're trying to pick up a lady. That you roll the eyes in the back of your head and you start off the conversation with. And then you just, yeah, see where it goes. Yeah, if she go, gets both references, I think you've found wifey. That will so, go over well. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe the, the one, one in a million, the one in a million. Anyway, so tonight we've got some way too early predictions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, let's see. Oh, we're, we're going back in time for us too. Yep. So after that, we're going to, that, that's where the nostalgia comes in. Um, we're going to be talking about uh something from our youth uh with baseball because we had such a good time talking about that on the road trip episode we're going to bring in a different element for that um so stay tuned for that or skip ahead whatever i don't care um so uh but first chris get us started with the baseball season and we're gonna we're gonna maybe do a little bit of back and forth you you take one i take one we'll just since you you've already tonight recorded yeah another episode Anything you need me to take, just you know, yep. 
let me jump in. Tell me to jump in. You, you take the lead and I'll follow. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. The MLB season starts on Thursdays. Yeah. This, March 30th. It is right around the corner. A lot of the players have already reported back to the cities. I know. I think the only Cubs players who played in today's spring training game were Tucker Barnhart and Drew Smiley. Everyone else was already up at Wrigley for, I think the Cubs open at home. I think don't quote me on that. I, again, Baseball schedules are 162 game, games long. I don't know the schedule by heart. This isn't the XFL where I only have to know 40 games and that's it. This is a lot more games for a lot more teams. I don't know the schedules like the back of my head. But it should. But we're, where uh, Let's see. They. Hold on. I'm, I'm on it. So, let's see. Um, Cubs will be kicking off opening day against the Milwaukee Brewers on March 30th at 1.20, and it is, it is at oh, home. Okay, at awesome. So they're at home already. They're preparing for the game. But with the season coming up around the corner, we need to do the way too early predictions about who's going to win the division's possible World Series opponents, and then MVP Cy Young. We're not going to do Rookie of the Year. That's, rookie of the Year, you might as well just find a random guy on the street and ask him who he thinks is going to be um, – uh, the president, because they he'll probably know as well as much as we do about who's home rookie of the year, because uh, it's kind of how that it, goes. <laughs> right, you you need the young guys, the guys who have not played in the league before, to shine, and yeah. like that, yeah. you have nothing to go off of other than the minors, and that's not a one to one comparison. Uh, if that was the case, Corey Patterson would be the MVP six times over already, <laughs> except a washout for the Cubs after two seasons. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Harsh but true. Harsh yeah. but true, man. Yep. All right. So let's start this off with the with the junior circuit, as it's called, the American League. Let's start with the American League East. Yeah, it's, it's called the junior circuit. That's actually the name for it. It's called the junior circuit. It started, yep. That's, it started 30 years after the, the National League, but sidebar. Uh, the American League East, last year the winners were the Yankees. Tom, who do you have coming out of the East? Because honestly, for me, it's like the Yankees make sense, but they do have injuries or down two stars already. I think Severino and another guy is starting the year on the IL, so it might hurt them a little bit, but it's the Yankees, and it's the Yankees. So it that's that's what I keep going back to is like they I mean, they've got a few changes to the roster, but they're a lot of the same team and they don't have any less money than last year. No. I mean they're still the bankies. Yeah. So I I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Yankees. I, I, I don't I don't like I don't like doing that, but uh I don't see Boston. Yeah. Like Boston would be the other the other option for me and I don't see them stepping up like that. Because yeah. that's that's a big that's a big that's a big jump to, to go into where even the Yankees might have fallen down to. So that that's where it is for me. Is like the Yankees might have had like might have been do- knocked down about you know a notch and a half, but like they're not they didn't lose everything. So I'm I'm going I'm going Yankees. Toronto yeah. might is is gonna be be respectable this year, but I, I still think that I mean it's gonna be an uphill climb and we're gonna be completely wrong possibly yeah. but like just going off of you know, retention of roster. Right. I'm going to go Yankees. Yeah, I would agree with you there. The Blues just always the team everyone wants to do well, and then they never take that next step. So it's kind of that phase where yeah. you love to see Toronto step up, but you don't just don't believe they can. So it's or the Rays usually come out of nowhere with their their, their youth movement. They dominate <laughs> for a year, but it's easier to just say the Yankees because it's the Yankees. It's just how that works in the AL East. Tom, you want to take the AL Central and kick us off with that one? All right, so in uh, the 2022 season, the AL Central winner was the Cleveland Guardians, um, breaking in that new name uh, really well and guarding the AL Central. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Chris, you – all right, so you made me pick first last time. Uh, So who do you have for the AL Central? Are you taking the Guardians again or – Who's going to come out of the Central? Well, the Guardians just lost one of their uh, key pitchers. I can't remember his name now. Uh, to the IL, I, again, he was a uh, uh, Trist, uh, was it Tristan McKenzie is his name. Yeah, I think it was McK- Tristan McKenzie mm-hmm. I think is the guy. He's a really good pitcher. He's going to be on the IL. I don't know how long in the IL, but that's going to hurt them a couple of games. 
but it is the Central, which is a weak division. I mean, the Guardians won the division laughing, and it wasn't, and they were out like four games with two weeks to go, and they came back to win the division by six games, I think. So, is a weak division? Could yeah. the White Sox take it? Yes, but it's the White Sox. I mean, th- th- this is kind of what happens. They are the team on paper who should do it, but they just don't do it. I'm going to go with the Guardians because, again, it's just it's the team that has shown me the most consistency over the last few years to actually win something. That's why I'm going with the Guardians. Right, and and while I would I would normally agree, and I do currently actually agree with you here, um, I, for the sake of being different, <laughs> yep. I'm going to take the White Sox because on paper they do make sense to be right in line with the Guardians. So if they get hot at the right times, and, and I think it does go back to the consistency is they aren't consistent yep. like the Guardians were last year. That was their, their downfall last season. But if they can string some uh, some things together better this year, then uh, they have every chance in the world to uh, take over the Guardians. Um, and if they stay within reason of the Guardians, uh, within half game, game, I mean, even within two games for the majority of the season, then toward the um, end, they really get hot at the right time, then you're going to, um, I think, see the White Sox taking that. Um, or possibly see the White Sox, the White Sox take the wild card right. at, at the very least. So I think you're going to see one, two Guardians, White Sox out of the Central. And maybe it'll help that their their coach won't be kept awake because he's taking naps in the middle of the game or because he's drinking on the job. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's no longer yeah, bad coach. Yeah, so they it's... have someone who's actually awake. So that might help out a little bit. Right. Well, that's, that's good because I uh, <laughs> tend to – Tend to need to be, you know, awake while you're um, coaching a team. So, anyway. Let me digress. uh, AL West last year was won by the Astros. Shocker. Uh, Tom, is the Astros again this year, or is there going to be a shocker team coming up? Maybe maybe the A's come back. Yeah, I'm thinking this is the year for the A's. Um (laughs) I, I heard in the off season they stopped buying bats and just started buying shovels <laughs> so they could dig themselves out of a hole early. Yeah. Um, and they hired Brad Pitt to be so, the GM. <laughs> Brad Pitt is the GM. Uh, yeah. Jonah Hill's in the front office. Um, oh, I mean, yeah, rumor has it they've already lost 10 games in the regular <laughs> oh, season. Oh, jeez. So. Season hasn't even started yet. Goodness gracious. <laughs> season hasn't even started. They're just, gonna, they're just getting them into midseason. They're going to open 172 is what I think. Gee, many Christmas. <laughs> jeez. Yes. They're going to be the first team to go 0-172 oh, in 162 in the season. Man. Shots fired. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> as much as it pains me, I'm going to take the Astros because, um, again, the uh, retention, they were consistent all last season. I don't see significant changes in the rest of that division um, to the point that someone could overtake them. Um, although I do think the Mariners yeah. could have a shot. Um, I don't see it as um, a, a significant opportunity. Um, the Astros um, – they, they really were a dominant team last year. I really don't like complimenting them after everything that happened. Mm-hmm. But credit where credit's due. And uh, Mattress Mac is going to need a chance to bet on a winning team since he just lost $4 million betting on University of Houston Ooh. in the, um, the tournament. So I think he's going to need Oof. Houston to win big. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going Houston. All right. Uh-huh. Also, like it's hard to hate entirely on uh, the city of Houston baseball-related stuff because, like, all right, so we were going to head down to yeah. San Antonio this uh, spring, yeah. um, and we were going to try to fly in through Houston, weren't we, so, so that we could go to that home run dugout, right. um, like baseball, top golf sort of thing. That that is like for me because it's just outside of Houston. That's a saving grace for Houston baseball, right? <laughs> right. There. Like th- because that's in that area. It's like okay, I can, I can, I can live with Houston. There um, you go. It's it's in my mind like uh, redeeming. It's it's uh, um, 
washing the sins away for the, the Astros gotcha. by having a little bit of purity of baseball. Um, anyway, uh, Stros, we'll go with it. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Mariners. I think the Astros take a just enough of a step back, and the Mariners are young enough that they were going to take this at four with Luis Castillo. Yeah. And the Astros lose to Cy Young winner in Justin Verlander. He's now with the Mets. I think that could chip Ooh, enough yeah, games yeah, yeah. to give the Mariners the edge in that division. I don't know if it is because the Astros are really good at player development, really good at free agency, really good at um, finding creative ways outside the rules to do well. I'm Allegedly, allegedly, of course, allegedly. Uh, we can't, allegedly, uh, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, but yeah, so you can't count Houston out, but I do think the Mariners have that chance, the outside chance that they upset the apple cart, as it will, and take over the division from the Shrew. So I, I, I'll give the Mariners a shot. And I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. I yeah. doubt I'm right, but we'll uh, Yeah. Uh, but the nationally, the senior division, as it as it would w- used to be called, and with now has DHs, so it's now just the other. It's just the different league of sorts. It's, I don't know what the distinction is anymore between the two leagues. But as it were, the NL East winner was the Braves last year, who took it over from the Mets at the end of the season because the Mets pulled the Mets because they're the Mets. The, the Mets pulled the Mets, but now the Mets. Have a Verlander, and yeah. is a Verlander enough? Is a Verlander so that's my that's the question. Oh no, you should be asking me that question. That's right, I screwed up. The I answer. should be asking this question. All right, hey Chris, yeah. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah, is a Verlander enough? Is he enough? Well, well <laughs> I, I, ironically, I'm going to say he uh, is enough because it's the Mets are good enough. They have enough players, and they should. They probably should have won the division last year. It's just we oh down. They're down to closer. Hang on. Recalibrating, they close out for the year. Right. Uh, switch that up. I had to go back to Braves. I got no choice now. Oh no, Phillies. I'm gonna go with Phillies. I'm red the Phillies this year. Phillies. Phillies last year. Okay, what's, what's, what makes you think Phillies? Phillies. What makes you say Phillies? Because the Phillies went on a run to the World Series. They went through the Braves. They went through everybody, and it's a it's that mm. thing where it's like the Phillies may not be. They have on paper the talent, and it's not. But it's not because they play defense. It's because they pitch and they hit. And so the defense is just average. Not below average, your average. They could take the division, and the Braves might have lost something with the Cubs nabbing that Dansby Swanson fellow, even though they believe Andrew Vaughn's going to be better than Dansby Swanson. I don't think it'll be this season, so we'll see if the Phillies can overtake the Braves. Yep, and that's what I was um, leaning towards there, because I was going to say the Mets for the same reasons. Like, a Verlander is enough, but closer, you know, they're down the closer, so it's not like all right pitching uh pretty much even from last year so it's not going to be like it's not, not going to be that much of a difference so the mets will mets um sorry the mets will continue to mets yeah. that's what i meant to say um it would have landed a whole lot better and i do agree with you on the braves point is that that, that the cubs stole that um man with the beautiful flowing locks dansby swanson um and i i, I think he is a solid enough contributor that that's gonna that's gonna have an effect on their their defensive position as well as the, their offense. So I I, I, I don't think um, it's out of the question to say the Phillies all of that considered. But again, Braves Mets could be looking at wild card very close second. Um, I mean. It's no question that those are going to be the top three of that division. The rest of the oh. division is crap. So, <laughs> yep. I mean, you got the Marlins and the Nationals who are just happy to be here. Um, <laughs> They're happy so to be major league baseball teams. <laughs> right. They're happy to be major league baseball teams. They got promoted um, sometime. I don't know. They, I think I heard they played Pee Wee over the, the um, offseason. Jeez. Um, the, the German Valley T-ball team really laid into them, though. Man. So, anyway, um, the Phillies, for me, is the NL East. Absolutely. All right, so now I will ask you about the NL Central because I screwed up the order last thing, so I will try to rate the ship this time around. The Central Division was won by this team in St. Louis that was red. They're the Cardinals. They're Who's going to win the Central this year, Tom? I don't want to say it, man. I don't I want to say it. I'm afraid to say it. It, it, it. Do I have to say it? You don't have to. Or I'm going to say it. Because it's the obvious. STL. Yeah. It's the only, I mean, the Cubs are better than they were last year. They're not that much better, though. They're 
Really? Yeah, right. They, they did improve. They did yeah. make roster improvements over this, the offseason. So at least we maybe have like a season to look forward to, yeah. but I still don't think it's going to be enough. Yeah. And the Brewers the did Cardinal, the, the Sorry, I, didn't, I almost said the full word and I didn't. Uh, yeah. But that red team with Burns yeah. is just... Well, there's oh no, that's not that's the red the Reds aren't the first the, team. The Reds, the Reds, the, the, the Reds are you know they're happy to be here. They're happy. They're so not in Kentucky. Um, <laughs> barely, barely. <laughs> oh, one bad flood and then they're all connected. Um, say yeah, yeah. The more- STL LOU. Yeah, that's. I have to agree the Brewers didn't do anything to get better or get worse. The Cubs are better, but they're not that much better. And then you have the Reds and Pirates who are just happy to be in the MLB because they get money from all the teams that make money. You know, I, I feel like we could have maybe the same approach that we were saying to, like, um, taking two Southern teams, Southern uh, college football teams, like a California team and a Florida team or something like that, making a play in Lambeau in December. Yeah. I feel like that could be a punishment is just the teams with the worst record have to go play in like Manitoba in November <laughs> um, or something like that. Just, you know, on a frozen lake at that too, just to make it you're like, all right, here's your punishment. Don't do as crappy next year. Yeah. Or, uh, or we just forced the pirates, reds, or A's to sell their franchises to teams, to people who have money. So they can actually spend money like no franchise and the Marlins throw them in there too. Have, have people who have money buy ownership of some franchises. So we actually have people who want to win. Or here, here you go. That's the punishment. The team has to move to Canada, Northern Canada, until they sell the team. Yeah, no, no. We're going to send you to, we're send the you team to the Greenland. Head. We're sending them to Greenland. <laughs> what about the Yukon? Just... Hey, there you go. Send them out to the Arctic. Well, just go. Just go. No, it's at least still in North America. Eh. That's the punishment. You're out of North America. Yes, it sucks so much. We don't even want you here. <laughs> To spend more money on travel, yeah. and that's your punishment. That's your punishment. You can spend so you your s- last dimes on travel, so you have to sell the team. Sell the team, dang so. it! Yeah, so that, that we'll get around it somehow, but yeah. All right, and so that that brings us to the NL East, uh, West. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, East! I thought you said West. Okay, Patrick. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um, who you got in the West? All right, so the winner last year was the Dodgers. Um, common sense says it should be the Dodgers, and I'm gonna go with my common sense and go with the Dodgers. Uh, the Padres are the team that has all the money and all the talent, but it's because it's just a bunch of puzzle pieces. Someone just smash you like a t- like a two year old. You say smack, smack, smack yep. them together. Then these pieces should go together. Doesn't mean it's gonna work, and it hasn't worked so far. So. I just right. don't think it's going and, to work. I mean, you've got, you've got Machado, a hothead, and you've got Tatis, uh, Tatis who's coming back from injury. So And, 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 and steroids. And you've got, you got a whole bunch of other people, yes. <laughs> Tatis coming back from injury and, and steroids, and, and yes. Um, but, yes, all the all the things. All right, well, I, I'm going to put injury in quotes. Oh, yeah. So, and, and ringworm. They paid loving. Uh, they got eleven years of Santa Bogarts, who's who's thirty-one years old already. Don't worry about. They, <laughs> that is that's right. So that they are, yeah, they are. Um, Opening a retirement home too. Yeah, that's. I don't understand the Bogarts. No. Anyway. Um, <laughs> whatever. No. Whatever. Uh, we're not going to get into that because yeah. it's not my money, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, spend all the money you want when it's not your when it's not my money. Um, but I I just don't see the um, the Padres coming back um, from from that much. I mean, their deficits are can't be solved with money. I, I'll say that. They're sort of trying now. Oh yeah, they're they're spending Yankee type money yeah. um, to try to bridge the gap. But the Dodgers are still the Dodgers, yeah. and they're still. Dodging competition. Yeah. Amazingly so, because everyone's trying to get to them. And it's like, oh, the Dodgers have all the money, and they draft well, and they develop. I was like, um, 
What don't they do well? Win the World Series. The only thing they can't do at this point, they can't win the World Series. Like it's one. It's like the Yankees. They do everything well. They just don't win in the playoffs. Hmm, something's not right here. Something is not right. <laughs> Something is amok. Yeah, but absolutely. anyway, um, so that is our. Uh, that, that's it, right? That's all. Yeah, that's that's, that's all, all the division. Yeah, okay, so. Then we're not going to go back through and recap. That's right. And we're not going to go back through and recap. Uh, if you want to put a recap in our comments, that'd be great. We'll give you a shout out or something, or we will, because nobody comments. Wow, that sounded sad. Wow. Um, right. Anyway, I'll bring the energy. Tonight. All right. <laughs> okay. 2023 World Series, way too early prediction. Yeah. You got last year, we had the Phillies versus the Astros. Okay. Who's going to win this year? Oh. Zoinks. Okay, Tim Kirchner, calm down. <laughs> uh, that's Tim Kirchner right there, man. Jeez. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. All right. Um, I'm, I'm just going to say it because yeah. um, it, it's, it's not going to be a popular opinion because of what we just talked about. Dodgers Yankees, classic matchup, rich against the rich. That would be great for ratings because that would make MLB very happy. You get East Coast West Coast thing going there would make oodles of money. Uh, you usually when things are built up to go right, they don't go right in baseball because that's how baseball is. It's very rare that a plan is executed perfectly. So I'm going to slide on over and I'm going to I'm going to stick with the I'm not the Yankees. Problem is the Astros make the playoffs every year, so they lose the Astros. So I'm going to ride on in with a surprise wild card team, like maybe the Mariners sneak into the World Series this year from the AL. Ooh. And then from the NL, you're going okay. to see, unfortunately, I think you might see that it, it's probably going to be the Dodgers. I can't see. Again, the Phillies get hot again. They can go back. The Braves get hot. They can get in the Mets. Figure out how not the Mets. They can get there. The Cardinals just aren't deep enough to go there, so I'm going to agree to go to the Dodgers. I just don't see anyone else from the National League doing it. Not because I didn't see the Phillies going to the World Series, but dang, the Phillies got red hot and made it. So I'm not saying it can't happen, but from a 25,000 foot view, I just don't see anyone out the NL getting past the Dodgers. The AL is a different story. I think the Yankees will run to the Astros and lose, and then another team might sneak by the Astros somehow, some way, and get in. So that's why I'm going Mariners out of the AL. Okay. So. Just to keep things interesting. That's fair enough. That that is absolutely fair enough. So, all right, cool. Yep. Moving on into some individual yep. awards. MVP. Um, MVP. Um, last year we had in the AL we had Aaron Judge from the Yanks, and in the NL we had Paul Goldschmidt from that team in St. Louis. Yep. Um, I'm not going to start that because that whole evil green team, green, evil green, green and yellow team that hails from green, green by Wisconsin. You're too good at that. <laughs> um, that that evil red team that hails from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, it doesn't have the no, same thing. So we're just gonna, I, I'm just going to say the Cardinals. It's fine. Um, Paul Goldschmidt, first baseman for the Cardinals. Um, Chris yep. from the AL. AL. Well, it. It Who is it and why is it Shohei Otani? Yeah, yeah, I was about to say it should be renamed the the show the not Shohei Otani award because if it, if we're gonna do MVP, it's gonna be Shohei Otani or someone who does something that makes Shohei Otani that just dwarfs Shohei Otani. It's like nearly impossible to do that. So it's gonna be Shohei Otani. Yeah. Because he pictures like a Cy Young and hits like a slugger. Enough said. That the, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He won't. I don't. He won't win a Cy Young, but he pitches as well as. Yeah. Um, has one. He just yeah. doesn't get the. I, I, yeah, I just don't think he he will. Um, which nice. would, I mean, is exactly. Yeah, that's that's a big part of it. But, um, yeah. Okay, so we both agree. Yeah. Shohei is America. the clear favorite. Yes. Um, now, I know. All right. Um, Dude, I'm gonna write Juan. Soto. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of good guys. Yeah, I'm writing Juan um, Soto and, and a couple of them. Juan Soto. Oh, oh yes. He'll come back. That was that was gonna be my yeah. That was gonna be yeah. That was that was yeah. That, that that's what I was kind of leaning towards anyway. So yeah. oh, just, he's he's still project. 
I mean, he's so young. He's yeah. 24. Yeah. And so he's got a lot of years and he's still projected to be one of the, if not the best hitter yeah. in uh, 2023. So like, it especially just, the shift gone, the shift's it, gone. What are you going to do to stop him? It just, right. There's nothing. No, just put him on base. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, unless he gets walked all season, I, I see that happening. Yeah. So um, he's just, he's just so good. He's just so good. I mean, you can throw, you know, Tatis if he gets clean, um, Acuna, Turner into that mix, maybe bets, but Arenado, who Arenado, yeah, he was top three um, last year. He almost won it over Goldschmidt. Like, yeah, that was torture. That's absolute um, torture. But yeah, I mean, I, I think Acuna really could, um, because yeah, I think he's going to have a huge impact in Atlanta, um. And and that maybe is what it comes down to his most valuable player to uh, to Atlanta. Right. He's going to be huge this year, gotcha. but as he is every year, but especially. So, I, I mean, I could see that happening too. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the Soto train. Yep, I, I like it. All right, so moving into the Picture Awards, the Cy Young Awards. So from 2022 in the AL, you had Justin Verlander, the Asian wonder himself, from the Astros, and the NL setting was Sandy Alcantara from the Marlins because he was very very good. On a team that's very, very bad, and no one else was very, very good in the National League to top Sandy Alcantara's numbers. So that's kind of how it went that year. So who do you got in the American League now that Verlander's gone? So that the easy one's out. In the American League? Uh, yeah, now that Verlander's gone, I don't know. Uh, I mean, because Verlander could be in the, in the running for the now. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um Dylan Cease? Oh, yeah, he's yeah. from the White Sox. Chicago? Yeah, he could be good. Uh, Shane, Shane Bieber from Cleveland. Shane Bieber? Yep, those two guys that are great stashes. Yeah, I, um, I, I hope too, Bieber I mean, pitches well. Or at least, at least Cease has one. So we can get Shane Bieber at the um, deadline. <laughs> Sorry, Cleveland. Sorry, Shu. Yeah. I want Cleveland to suck so we get Shane Bieber at the deadline. So I apologize. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that'd be funny that'd be funny so i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna go with him uh he had a high era this spring though yeah but dylan sees yeah. um he he had, he had a, a good year last year just yeah. his spring hasn't been great that's what's holding me back from saying like yeah sees 100 percent but Won 18 of 22 um, last year, led all of the MLB with a 1.75 ERA. Um, had the lowest expected batting average of any pitcher in 2022. Um, yeah, that slider is just disgusting. So, uh, yeah, cease. Yeah, I'm going to ride with Shane Bieber. I think he. Now okay. the, the problem is that he's the best pitcher in the American League, so he, he's probably so people overlook him, and so unless anybody's gonna need to put up big numbers to max Cease's numbers, so Bieber's probably the best overall pitcher. It's just that Cease is gonna be so dominant at times that it's just like the heck we're not gonna pick Cease. It's, it's gonna be something like that. Yeah, it's probably what's gonna do him in. All right. Yep. Okay. So in the National League, you go first. So there's this guy, I think you've heard of his name, Justin Verlander. He's a he's this very good pitcher who's a – I think he's 40-something years old. He, he's old man. He forgot to pitch for a couple of years at a Tommy John's. All he's done since he left Detroit was be a Cy Young Award winner like two or three times. Um, I'm going to go with that Verlander guy. He seems to be pretty good at, at the baseball. He He's all right. I mean – He's he's decent. Um, yeah, that wouldn't. I mean, wouldn't that be funny? Uh, two years in a row in in separate leagues. I mean, I mean, AL then NL subsequent years. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a different guy though, and uh, for one reason alone. Uh, all right, so first of all, remind me. Pitch clock was just a spring training thing, or is that a that's all, that's staying for the season? Right? season yeah. Okay, that's what I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. All right, so there's so many things that we we discussed earlier this year. I couldn't remember which ones were like experimental. 
Um, Big shock saying. Okay. All right, then Max Scherzer. Oh, Scherzer. He is, he is using that pitch clock. He is playing chess while everyone else is playing yeah. checkers. So he like he's using that pitch clock to his advantage is like he is waiting 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 as long as he can on the mound and then just goes and then um and that's how he gets guys to either step out of the box or call timeout whatever um and and, uh, get them off the rhythm but uh what he then does after that is like you know he'll he'll pitch at the end of that and then he'll quick pitch as soon as they step in the box because as soon as they step in the box that clock starts and they they gotta be ready to go so he is he's using that to get two quick strikes if like if he's he's throwing guys off the rhythm and uh taking advantage of them uh, strike one and then quick pitching when they're not ready strike two like he's like he's he's burying that in there so i think if he doesn't get figured out Scherzer is going to have a great year with the pitch clock. Yeah. So whether that's enough for the the Cy Young is obviously up in question because this is all really early. But he is, I, I mean, he was midseason um, ready with that pitch. He looked like he'd been using the pitch clock for years. Like he was ready to, to, to go with it. I think he was all offseason figuring out his game plan and practicing with it. So like I, I think his bullpen sh- sessions were probably – pitch clock ready game ready yeah. so that's that i mean because he looked like he had, he was 10 steps ahead of everybody oh, he, yeah. he knew what he wanted to do and everybody else was going off the old way of doing things so um i think that is it's going to be way harder on the batters this year with the pitch clock than the pitchers mm-hmm. um so i'm going to go scherzer because he's playing mind games the, the funny thing was he's the most anti-pitch clock guy when they, when they first brought him. he hated it he said yeah. it's the worst thing ever and now he's like oh i actually have another weapon let's go because like he's it. freaking good <laughs> because he's freaking good at it yeah that's that's why he loves it now is because he's the best at it now being best at using the pitch clock and being the best pitcher in the league are two very different things but i think that could lead to some dang good numbers now if i was to be facetious and that phone with this and to just be a cuz fan i say hey hey could win it because he the dude's been lights out but there's no i don't think he does it he's not gonna pitch enough innings he's gonna have the rookie struggle but the dude's slider is nasty as all get out he just gets those swords every pitch slider and that's a strikeout because the guy can't hit the slider. Yeah. It's just that nasty. Yeah. So he's, I, I have big, uh, I mean, high expectations for him. I just don't know if they're Cy Young high. No, I don't But think so. I will take as high as he's able to go. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Absolutely. So, um, all right. Well, that is our way too early MLB oh, yeah. season prediction. Um, and, and it will all be wrong. So, we will all we'll be so wrong so wrong and as predicted <laughs> see what i did there um we were uh very long-winded yeah, we uh, as we always are so um we'll try to run through this next part i mean not super quickly because we i mean this is something we love talking yeah. about we loved on the road trip we talked about our little league days for 18 and, minutes like, i mean for like 18 minutes yes we loved it um but it was because we um, we had so much – we had different experiences yep. with Little League. I mean, basic same concept, but, like, because you grew up in um, the suburbs of Chicago, there was a lot of towns that were very close by, and I grew up in uh, Springfield where it was a standalone league. So it's – I mean, that, that's, that's what made it different. But my thought was – and in ta- I mean, so there's these guys out there that kind of – um, uh, you know, spurred this idea for me. They're called the Baseball Bat Bros. Yep. They've got they're big on Instagram. They got like three hundred and fifty thousand subscribers on YouTube. Um, they're a big deal. And what they do is they review bats. They they just they go out. They hit dingers and they try. They test bats. They test exit velocity. They'll um, and then they'll take hot bats from uh, like the old BESR, oh, the yeah. Beezer days, yeah. and compare them to the hottest bats from today's BB Core um, certifications or standard uh, regulations. So um, I thought that's super cool. So let's talk about, since we had so much fun talking about Little League, let's talk about our favorite bats 
from our little league and our high school and uh, uh, beyond days. So, um, I, I mean, where, where do you want to start? Do you want to start us off with um, like, what, what did you swing? Oh, yeah. And we don't have to go through like every single no. bat you had, but like what, what's, you know, um, pops out in your mind as one of the, the better bats that you had. We can, yeah. we can kind of maybe lead up to some honorable mentions, some really cool ones that we, we had. I've got a, a couple on our, on my list that I never personally owned, mm -hmm. but were the big thing when we were kids. So like, I'll bring those up too. Yeah. But what was, what was one of the ones you had as a kid? Yeah. So I have, like, there's three bats I can remember that I actually owned. I love swinging. Uh, again, coming from just a little bit back and forth, you know, middle class family, family of five, of five boys going to private school and not having much money after going to private school. It, the, getting a baseball bat was kind of a, a luxury item for us. So I had a bat I had to hold on to it for as long as I possibly could. So the mm -hmm. first bat, it's my, the number three bat I would think of is my green, this uh, green, uh, like lime, neon greenish, uh, Easton self bat I used in like my middle school years. So I was like, uh, like, like yes. third, third, fourth grade-ish era, that like green self bat, that was like neon greenish. It was fantastic. It was a single barrel. It was, it was before you got to the, the, the junior high was double, but it was a single barrel bat. So it was a fantastic little uh, neon green bat. I loved it. It was a 30 inch bat, I think is what it was, because I hadn't grown it yet. So it was, it was a beautiful bat. Loved it every time. I hit my best baseballs with it, ironically enough. Yeah. All right. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I put the Easton Stealth as an honorable mention on my list because um, I never owned one. Um, but they were like, especially when they moved into two piece, Yes. Um, they were the hottest bats. Oh, yeah. Um, like the, the, and, um uh, it was always the coolest kids that had them too so it's um and, and i think kind of along uh, what you were saying is like i think uh, the easton stealth when it was still uh, a one piece yeah. and then the uh triple seven was also one that was yeah. like that same oh, era yeah, yeah. where it was one piece but like really really good bats i think was like when we kind of or you know people kind of figured out oh we can make like good bats for kids that are like you know they're going to send balls flying. So oh. I, I think that was around the time because um, it was like the same for me. Like, you know, I didn't own a triple seven. Someone had one on my team, but there was a stealth on my team too. So it was like, though, that was around the time we figured out, like and people figured out, you know, you could make really good bats for kids. You just didn't, you didn't have to just do the old classic um, round capped oh, yeah. uh, aluminum bat that had the ping that could wake the neighbors, yeah. um, you know, three blocks down. So, yeah, I, I think that that's a great, you know, that whole series yeah. of bats was was just super cool. Um, quick sidebar about the Easton Stealth. So the Ethan Easton Stealth Cup um, was when they, uh, it was 2008. It was an orange bat with blue handle. Um, and um, it had composite barrel. Um, you know, trampoline effect kind of, you know, ha happening with the barrel there, um, two-piece bat. And it, it is widely regarded as the hottest bat of all time. So much so that I, I was like, I wonder what they're selling for. Because that was probably about a two or $300 bat when oh, we yeah. were uh, growing up. Yeah. They are now selling for almost $400 really? because they're collector's pieces. Right. People want, like, they're brand new in, in the wrappers selling for 400 bucks right next to a used worn out one for 385 on eBay. It's like, it's crazy, but like, it's almost a piece of history. Right. So, like some people collect so, guns, swords, some people collect bats and put them on the mantle. So like we talked about in the car, right? You know, we talked about the car, right? It's like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what's going to go up instead of like, you know, a fireplace with the, you know, musket or lever action hanging right. above it. Um, in your in your hunting cabin so is like all right in your bats. locker room you're just gonna have baseball bats <laughs> hanging on the wall, um, yeah. So, all right, kind of sticking with the um, younger little league. Um, I had an Easton um, connection. Oh okay. Yeah, okay. black Easton connection, silver handle, um, and it was kind of right about when two piece bats were getting big. Yeah. Um, that connection series was among the first two piece anyway uh, that um, Easton made. And um, I remember having one, and I, and I loved it. I, I I don't, I can't remember for the life of me. And my parents still have it at their house, but um, I remember 
um, kind of being like, oh, two piece bat. Like, and back then, you know, this was, you know, like sixth grade, seventh right. grade, something like that. We, you know, didn't have the internet to do all the research right. that we can from our phone now to say like, oh, wow, two piece composite bats, use that, whatever, hybrid bats are the, the big thing. It's like, back then it was just like, that's new. I don't know if I like it or not. Um, is it going to be the big thing? In my mind, I was like, that's ah, just something else that can break. But I, but we did it. We, we got one. And I, it was awesome. Long, big barrel, lots of fun, lots of pop. So that for me was uh, a big one. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, re- I, I'm one of those guys now that we were just talking about, like collecting bats, because there's certain ones that if my parents don't still have them, I almost want to keep them just like for nostalgic purposes. Um, and so I, I would, I, I found one on, on eBay that I'm almost ready to pull the trigger on just because I'm like, it's not that, you know, $300, like $11 or something like that. So that's why I'm just like, oh yeah, let's just keep it just because it's like, okay, cool. Memory from childhood, but then it's not like, not it, even though it's not like the exact one that I had, it's like, it reminds me of the one that I did. Right. Um, so that, that for me was like really cool one. Um, I talked about the triple seven, which was like um, a lot of, you know, a lot of fun. That was kind of within a few years of each other, but um, I actually owned the Easton um, connection bat. And that was, that was really cool. Um, it was a drop 10 and a half. Oh, nice. Um, so it was a 30, 31 inch, 20.5 ounce. Nice. So super light, yeah. <laughs> but nice. a huge barrel. So I loved it. Oh yeah. Um, Very nice. All right. Um, do you want me to go? Do you want to go? I, I got another stealth one for you. So it was when I got the, right, go, I go, the, go, the go. double barrel bat. It was actually a two piece stealth bat. So I had two stealth yep. growing up. So the single barrel night. Nice. And then the next one was a stealth bag. I like the stealth bat from little. So when we had the yeah. double barrel, I got a stealth bat, the two piece stealth. It was a 3222. It was a third. Oh, 3222. Oh, yeah, drop Because well, you were tall. I was you were tall. So, you, were tall, needed, so you, had, you needed a long bag. I needed yeah. a 3222. So I was swinging the 3222 just light as a feather. And I had a quick motion with the bat. So I was the mm-hmm. guy with the clean swing so if i got to the ball quick i get a hard line drive i was in the fly ball i was i was the clean you know chopping wood swing that was quick to the ball nice so that bat no one could throw a a fastball by me it was i missed the fastball so i was there on the fastball every swing because you couldn't (laughs) throw it by me because the bat was too light for me to miss it that was too late. So you were way ahead of yeah, it. I was way ahead so of what it. color? What color was yours? Was what black. color was yours? It was black. It was black with just like, all black. It was black with like a green with a greenish stripe, I think, or a greenish like. Okay, green. so you you liked the you liked the green ones. I like the green. I like the green well, because your your high school was green, right, Walter? Was yeah, but I didn't. Green? But I didn't get to use the. But I didn't know I was going to Walter at the time. I just liked the greens. I thought it was like a cool color because they remind me. Of, like, oh oh yeah, green, and when you, know, you got, and when you when you got into high school, you needed to drop three. Yeah. So, so I couldn't use the drop okay. 10. I was, like, I was upset about that. <laughs> like drop 10 was fantastic. Yeah, I was like, that's I'd be mad too. It's like hey, that's you know yeah. perfect now. Um but yeah, that that's that's awesome. Um Easton made some solid they bats. Did. They did. Um all right, my next one I'm gonna go with the Louisville Slugger Omaha. Okay. Oh yeah, um, I remember those. Yes, okay. There were a lot of versions of the Omaha, there was a lot of them over the years. Uh, it was a popular series, you know, and um, the reference to Omaha was, is the College World Series, yep. always played in Omaha, Nebraska. Yep. And so that's what, and so every kid growing up, if they didn't have something like um, a stealth, they wanted an Omaha right. um, because it was like, oh, that's where College World Series is, the Omaha, it's, it's, the, it's the biggest thing, it's awesome. Um, I think what drew it to me is that year my team was the Orioles. And so we were orange, and so I had the orange one. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. But and and it was like it was it was cool. I liked it. I still have that bat, and I would love to take it out and hit um, just for fun. But um, the thing with it, it was it was another long barrel bat. It's, like it didn't look like it, but it was long and straight. And so you know it, it didn't have like an abrupt taper off, but the taper was so long that really um, where you know, you might have a connector piece for a two-piece bat these days was still, you know, all right. one piece oh, yeah. and kind of could, you could get away with hitting a little bit off the handle um, because it, it was it was still in that aluminum. It, this was before um, composite right. was, you know, everything. Like, I, I mean, that was really when composite was starting. And so 
it was expensive, um, but Omaha was still a solid bet. And so that's it's on my list um, because I hit my first home run with that. Nice. So line line drive left center, hit my whole first home run. So like I'll never give that bat away. <laughs> yeah, I've never actually hit a home run. I I was the like I said line drive hit. I was going for singles and doubles and just stealing bases. So I never hit a bomb. So yeah, I was as thin as you as I was when you met me. I was like six foot one one thirty soaking wet throughout most of high school. So I was these long arms. Yeah. I, yeah, I was a long arm skinny kid. Not because I didn't eat. I ate a lot of food. I just ran so much. I didn't around. I ran. I was just running, ran so much. Yeah. I, I was running high miles. Miller metabolism. I was high Miller metabolism. I'm running like miles. I mean, I was running like a couple of miles every every day. Oh, pretty much in gym class. Really? I was running like a, oh, yeah. yeah I was a yeah, gym yeah, class yeah. guy who would run around, work hard. Then on Tuesdays, I was doing newspaper routes. So I was running um, a couple of miles on Tuesday night. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was just running like five, six miles a, a week. So I was burning all the food I ate and I was just, yeah. <laughs> couldn't find any weight. Nice. So, so, all right, back up just a little bit. Were you a gym, uh, gym class try hard too? I was like me. It depends on the I, sport. I, volleyball. Yes. I was volleyball, so yes. competitive. Oh, right. Volleyball. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't actually play a lot of volleyball. Uh, it, it was maybe a little bit, but like, like I was, I was so competitive. So I would, I was the same guys. Like, you know, I, I'd run. I wasn't a runner, but I'd be running just because, like, I, I don't want to lose. Oh, yeah. Volleyball, football, I would give it my all in those to uh, baseball, softball. If, if it was, like, te- like ping pong. Uh, no, I, I would go hard. I, we played you, we played ping pong. Yeah, even badminton. Even badminton. I remember trying to beat one. Sure, yeah. I remember trying to beat the tennis player. I actually beat some of the tennis players in badminton. They got ticked off. I did that. Like, well, yeah, yeah. I had to. I had no choice. <laughs> I had to. I had to do it. I had to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I was the, uh, I was the guy who tried hard in gym class. So it was the only way to burn off an hey, energy during the sorry. day. Sorry. You're, you're, you're not alone. You're not alone. So. All right. Uh, next bet. Yeah. I'm gonna go with one um, that I don't. All right, how many? How many more do you have? I, I just I, one I could, more. I could go. I got one left. You got one more. All right. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna name a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, then one, um, the ExoGrid series, um, Louisville Slugger ExoGrid. Um, they had it, it's they had like you know in kind of a crossing pattern on the the handle. Oh yeah yeah. And yeah, yeah. I saw really bright colors. Yeah. Um, so. And they, they were big because like they had rings inside the barrel or something like that was like the technology is like it was they're end loaded and so they were really good and um, again one of the hottest bats like right up there with the stealth comp like um, they're saying that uh, those two bats were among the you know uh, the reasons and kind of at, at the tipping point of uh, moving toward BB core because right. they were so good <laughs> yeah um, and kids were you know hitting too many home runs and um, Kids, you know the uh, exit velocity, the baseball Injuries, yeah. uh, coming back at young young guys like that that can hurt someone. Right. So, um, but anyway, um, ExoGrid. I had my first multi home run game with an ExoGrid, right. so that's why it's on that list. And the, and just like all uh, again, like once we got to high school, once we, uh, um, it was like every cool kid had one. Once they went to BB Core and um, um, ExoGrid and Louisville Slugger made an ExoGrid, it's like all right, all the people, all the rich kids had one. It's like, um, but I never owned one. But I was like. I always used the ones that the other kids did and because they were good. <laughs> um, so that was one. Um, I already talked about the stealth series. Another one um, was just DeMarini yeah, as a yeah. whole, but yeah. the one that I remembered the most from like Little League camps and Little League was like the DeMarini Vendetta yeah. because it was orange and black. Yes. And it was like DeMarini, the bat, the bends. And so that was like the. Uh, again, maybe the OG two piece bat, yeah, uh, or like that was the, the one that really got people going about. It's like this brand came out of nowhere to, to some folks, but then it was just like it took off like a rocket. And so it's almost like I don't know if that was the original one, but that was the first one that I remembered swinging. And then I just wanted, you know, the Vexum, the Voodoo, um, all those ones, the CF4 and 5, um, just like as they kind of came on to the scene on my teams over the years but like the vendetta was the first one as a kid that i swung because some kid had one at camp and said hey try this out and it bounced i'm like oh i gotta get one of these and i never did um but super cool yeah oh yeah demarines were i didn't see those until i got to high school those were a little bit too too pricey for the uh 
Southside Burbs, Chicago. <laughs> I only saw the I only saw the one, and it was at a camp. I saw. I mean, there were some uh, more affluent yeah. kids on other teams that I saw that had them, but um, like not 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 on the teams that I played yeah, for. But there was a kid yeah. at a camp that had one, and I tried it out, and I was like. Oh man, I wish this was cheaper. Yeah, yeah. There was, <laughs> Even at like ten years old, I'm like, oh yeah, man. Yeah, we had a couple of kids who had them in our at the high school level just because they were either single kids or that yeah. their, their parents did they, baseball. You will play baseball, and yes. So that's what they yes. did. So, so although I I do I do remember one. Sorry, I, before we get off of De Marini, um, uh, the year that we moved had to move to BB Core, like the transition year, whatever that was. Uh, um, yeah, my senior year, your the, so was. your senior year, my junior year, because all the seniors had them. Yeah. There was a guy on our team. Uh, dad was a doctor, mom was a doctor. He had a lot of money, so he had, he had the uh, demering. It was like a four hundred dollar bat, um, and it, I think it was the CF four, um, long silver thing. It was a thirty four inch because he was tall. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and and so like I could nobody <laughs> unless you were tall nobody could use it, um, which may be by design. But um, he we, we were playing at Lens Field in Jacksonville for just a random game, and he thought he'd lost it. Oh, so like we're like, what? How do you lose a bat? That's like we looked everywhere in the dugout, dugout could not find it. We come back the next day to play another game, and he. Um, just he didn't have a bat so one of us i nobody can remember who but one of us was putting a bat back in the bat holders like this the, the tubes and it didn't go down to the way so like what the heck is happening there we reached down because the the bat was a two-piece bat the handle of this guy's bat had collapsed into the barrel oh my goodness <laughs> on a 400 dollars bat Jeez. brand new like like he had used it maybe like you know um, two months of the season like it was it, i mean yeah. we we still had a good half the season mm -hmm. to go uh and, and we're just like oh man that sucks anyway yeah <laughs> yeah that... but it's just like how do you lose a bet and then we realized that it was just all collapsed into the barrel like that you got to take a picture of that because that's not going to happen no. much again yeah that actually kind of sounds like what ha sort of happened to my favorite bat. It was my senior year of high school. Yeah. I got a bat for free from a uh, brother's friend's dad who, who couldn't damn any use for the bat anymore. It was a, thir it was a Louisville Slugger, a blue, nice uh, blue bat, 34 mm -hmm. inch, 31 ounce uh, bat. Yep. I swung my senior year and it died on me halfway through the season, but I it was the only bat I was, oh. I was swinging the bat very well. I got my right is the year I got my rec specs as a senior in high school. So I was just hitting the oh, stuffing yeah. on the baseball with a 34 inch bat. It slowed my bat down so to keep the bat in the zone long. So yeah. I was just rocking ball and like I almost took a ball out to left center field in Tennessee and I was like, holy crud! No one has power. We have a that is that would awesome. be awesome. But I was. Actually hitting well, I hit like 350 at the start of the season. Just I was just rocking, and that was unheard of for me. Chris Miller hitting 350 is unheard of. <laughs> Chris was rocking. Chris yeah. was rocking. It was, it was unheard of because I was the guy who hit the ball hard. It was, at, you were at, slowing down your swing enough to actually to like actually make know. contact on a fastball <laughs> and to keep in the path yeah. of a curveball on to just foul it off. So uh, the bat died yeah. on me, and I was never the same hitter again. And I went back to my normal like 150 <laughs> because I was just hitting the ball right at people. <laughs> And so they just had me just right. Just it's like, oh, I have to go back to a 33. I, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. So I was back yeah. to being the designated fielder for the designated first baseman. So that's oh, what did for me. So yeah. What what could have been? No, what could have no. been, been if Chris actually had a hand eye coordination, hit fastballs and breaking balls, high fastballs and curveballs. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't hit the two things you have to hit to be in the major leagues. I could not hit high fastballs, curveballs. <laughs> couldn't do it. High fastballs and curveballs, man. So. Change ups All right. Well, I guess that change change ups are rocked. Yeah, change ups are yeah. I, I can handle that. I can handle that. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, round us out with my number one here. The original Marucci Black. Oh yeah. So yeah. that was again. That was you would have been a freshman in college, yep. um, because that was the year that like BB Core was required, and it wasn't the transition year or anything like that. Um, so this would have been the 2012 season, um, the year I graduated high school. I know I'm old, um, but uh, I did so much research that year. And I went back and forth between like, I think it was the Easton 
X1 or something like that, the X3. There was an Easton bat that was really, really good. And then there was a, this Marucci Black. I'm like, I've never heard of this brand before, but all the major leaguers use their wood bats. Right. So I took a chance. It was really, really expensive. Um, but I saved up and, and then uh, for my birthday, my, my parents, I think, you know, we, we so, somehow we made it happen. Yeah. And I got that bat. Um, it was, uh, I mean, I, I had just, I mean, at average year because, you know, nobody hit fantastic with the BB no. Club. That's because they were supposed to more simulate wood bats than um, the composites that we had been used to using. Oh, um, it kind of put more on the player mm -hmm. to hit better than the, than yeah. the um, bat doing all the work. But anyway, um, it was such a good bat that it got banned after the first year um going into college i think uh, i think you could still use it in um high school but obviously it wasn't so it was too good it was too hot it was also it was a hybrid mm -hmm. handle so it was technically two piece but it was flush um so you couldn't tell where the connection was like it, it, you know there was different paint and everything but um there it it was a flush connection so it didn't have like that two piece yeah. like the knob the rubber right. connector there so it felt really natural um very well balanced i don't i think it was technically an end loaded bat but it s swung so smoothly um but when i got to um, college i got an email from marucci that uh, anyone anybody that had bought the uh, marucci black um you had the option if you were if you couldn't use it anymore you had the option to keep it and just, you know, that was your money, you spent it, whatever. Or you could send it back to them. They, if you, they'd send you the um, box and the label and you'd send it back for either three wood bats or one wood bat and uh, one of their cheaper BB core bats. Um, and I sent it back and I got a wood bat that still sits in my closet. And the uh, replacement baby Corvette that I got my first and only college hit with, <laughs> um, and that's in my garage. So it's like, yes, that bat kind of has a little bit of a special place because I got my only college hit with it. But it's like at the same time, it was not a good bat. Yeah, no. <laughs> so it's like it was not worth it. And now again, I'm seeing like um, these ones going for two hundred dollars. Um, and uh, I mean, I would love to go and buy one uh, on, just on eBay just to have it because like that was, it's like, it was my favorite bat. Um, I would just want to own one, but just again, collector's piece, but you either got to buy one that's super beat up to get a decent deal on it right. or fork out one, two or $300. Right. And I don't, I'm not going to do that. So we'll see if I can find a deal on a uh old beat up one but it still is not going to feel the same but it's, but it's part of me just wants to know like i had that i want to i just still want to know that i own it but right it's again like maybe going back to like that uh how much are you valuing something that was from your old glory days and how much weight does it hold today nothing right. so um but uh i i did bid on one on ebay today so. <laughs> <There> <laughs> we'll, we'll see if it sticks yeah. it was it's like 18 bucks i'm not it's not gonna stick but it, because no. it was just a, yeah, anyway i was a part of something um anyway we we love talking about baseball we love oh, talking about little league love talking about bats um if if only we were big enough podcast that we could get baseball bat bros on here to talk about bats too because they do it for a living um, but that would be, that'd be fun. Um, but anyway, that's, that's what we got for, for today. Again, longer than expected discussion baseball. about our glory days with baseball, but you know what? It's baseball. We love talking about baseball, all things, baseball, even going back to bats we used from playing our playing days. So lots of fun. I mean, it's fun to think back to what we, what we had, why it was fun. So that's what I think is like, we we're remembering a time when we enjoyed playing the game, um, and, and I think that's cool. Yeah, it's a time when men were men and men. Oh, well, that's another story, as John Candy says in Rookie of the Year. But we really think all of you probably depends <laughs> and tens of people listening to ridiculous takes and ramblings on all things baseball. Woo! Love it. Love the woo. I'll never be able to create that. You know. 
God help me if I have to do a baseball episode by myself. <laughs> um, our next episode's creation date is to be decided. Uh, we both got month end coming up, so pray for us. Um, keep an eye out on the Facebook page for an update regarding that next episode. I dropped the ball and did not post one, but I'm going to be posting Chris's um, episode because he did a week six XFL update. Yes, so that's going to be coming up on the Facebook page probably tomorrow. And I might sneak in a little bit of, hey, we recorded last night in there. So look out for that, even though this is two separate, whatever, I'm there. Um, anyway, until that next episode comes out, stay safe, stay healthy, and above all, stay free. <laughs>